We hope you enjoy listening to this weekly podcast from Lifeline Church. Find out more by visiting lifelinechurch.co.uk. Okay, Uh, just before we get into um, what we want to share with you today, there's another, well, you call it a little thing, we call it an important thing. Uh, Many of you know Ken Jarvis, who's been with us from the beginning. What you don't know is the way that he serves amongst us, because it's always quiet, it's always in the background, and he, he really fulfills a very significant uh, role as well as being one of the trustees. I mention it today because I'm the only one brave enough to actually do this, to actually say, Happy birthday, Ken, who has just exceeded the young age of 80. Well done, Ken, and thanks for all that you do. So today, uh, we want to talk about uh, impact versus observation and uh, we'll use a few stories when I was um, growing up probably I don't know from about eight to maybe ten or maybe a bit younger it was a different age different things there was much more ability to be free and not constrained uh, in any way and my hobby and I know you're going to laugh, but my hobby was train spotting. And that doesn't have a good... I can see some of the helpers here laughing. That's okay. Well, that's okay. Uh, And I spent hours doing that, standing by the railway, noting down numbers of trains. Uh, Slightly weird, yeah, I know, but here's the point. I observed many, many things. But the impact boiled down to making a tick against a number in a book. There was no impact. It was plenty of observation. Nothing much to show from it. Difference between impact and observation. In fact, if you think of the player on the pitch or the observer, the spectator in the crowd. is a much different role. Many of you will remember Alan Wright, who was one of the leaders here uh, a few years ago. And he tells the story of once playing against Frank Lampard Sr. Lampard was retired but could still strike a ball. Alan said he'd never felt a kick like that before. See, when you sit in the crowd, everyone thinks they know the best and what they should do and what what the players should be doing and if they had their chance, how they would do it better. But even in the lower league, even a retired player, unbelievably good. You see, for observers like the crowd, and like Alan experienced, he'd never had or experienced the power of a kick like that when he was standing in goal. Observers can critique, 
it's safe, it's low cost. It's about having an opinion without any willingness to do anything about it. It's good to have interest and awareness, but it's not the stopping point. We're created for impact, to be playing on the pitch, not a spectator in the crowd. So what does impact look like? Well, I was going to ask you this, but of course we're not all together in the normal place in Mayfield. But give it a thought moment. What has impacted you? It may be little, it may be big, but we want to be people, as God has called us to be, a people of impact, people who make a difference. In fact, I have to say, I came into this uh, Lifeline house and to the boardroom this morning and uh, expecting there might be a microphone or, and just to see, amazed to see how the brothers and sisters are put together and the worship team was here and uh, immense amount of work uh, to do recording and, and, uh, and streaming and putting it in a form that we can actually see. I was impacted by that. I thought, wow, this, is, this shows something of the heart and commitment of people. It can be a little thing. Here's a, here's a true story. Um, one lady, uh, we'll call her Sandra, had a health concern. Hadn't mentioned it to anyone. Meanwhile, another lady, and we'll call her Annika, felt God tell her Sandra's iron was low using her knowledge and acting on the heart for Sandra, she took a bag of oranges to Sandra to help her absorb the iron. Sandra was impacted by the action that Annika took because it showed that God was aware of something that she hadn't told anybody, of her health, and it demonstrated that he would make provision for her. So the impact was far beyond a bag of oranges. The impact was something that revealed God's heart. <clears throat> One stage when I was stockbroking, the, the partners of the firm decided they would, they would bring in somebody from outside who would kind of inspire us more in the work and show us kind of how it could even be done better. So they brought in this, this guy, and he was, um, how can I say, very verbose and pre presented a, a very competent position. And of course, I, along with others, took opportunity to kind of cut him down to size. Uh, he didn't really know much. He had a lot of external presentation, but not much content. This went on for a bit. And one day I just, and I know it was God, 
just kind of cautioned me about, do you really want to join with this? And so I took a different position. I went to lunch with this guy, began to talk to him. It wasn't long before he opened his heart and I found that I had an entry point that I would have never got otherwise. I could have impact because of a change of heart, a change of position and reaching out towards him. It's not always something dramatic. Impact doesn't necessarily have to be apparently dramatic, but it can be very significant. And God has equipped us for impact. Matthew 10, I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves. Very interesting pictorial description. But there would certainly be a picture of impact there. John 14, very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. Man, that is, that is impact. And this is the promise. And I don't want to live below the promise. I want to live within the promise. And how has this happened? God gives us his spirit to enable us to have basically a supernatural impact. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead, Romans 8, is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies. This is about the spirit within breaking out. I'm not merely a representative of Christ, but Christ himself lives within me and is reaching out to touch the world around me and through me. We're led by the Spirit, able to speak into things in which we would have no knowledge, operating in the spiritual gifts. That's an exciting thing. We don't need knowledge, we just need to hear from God. Sometimes it can be a little thing. Do you remember Terry King telling us how a guy was just completely bowled over when he offered to push the elevator button when they were sharing the lift together because he heard something of God through him at that time. What a thrilling thing to live hearing God and submitting to that and by the power of his Holy Spirit having impact. God gives us his heart so that we can act in accordance to his heart, which makes an impact. 2 Corinthians 5, for Christ's love compels us. It's not, it's not kind of trying to whip up something. It's what God has given us. It's not just about uh, the things that we do together in song and listening and prayer. They're all great. But the impact, the thing that God in us, God's power, God's love compels us. And we're convinced, because we're convinced, that one died for all and therefore all died. Remember the parable of a good Samaritan? I think that's a, a, that's a great parable. And you've got the two uh, religious people that came by and just passed by on the other side. Sensible, 
I mean, somebody's been attacked by robbers. It's obviously in a somewhat deserted place. You don't know if the robbers are still around. Uh, move past quickly. Then the Good Samaritan comes along. He doesn't just look, but he engages. He has impact because he does what God has given him to do. And he goes beyond what was actually required of him. Compelled by God's love to act. You see, when an action is motivated by love, it does have a lasting impact. I trust, brothers and sisters, that we're having an increase in desire for impact. We don't want to be left on the side observing. We want to be impacting for him just in the way that he's called us. I mean, used by God to make him known to loved ones desperately in need of him, to be a voice of hope in darkness. I mean, in the current situation in which we're living, there's, a, there's room for a, a voice of hope uh, against the darkness and despair. A place of acceptance and belonging for the lonely. When I hear stories of different ones reaching out and the impact that's having on God, those that God is leading us to, impact, action, anointed, filled with the Spirit, so we're no longer limited to the natural. You sometimes say, oh, I'm, I'm not very good at doing that. Oh, I'm a bit shy. Oh, I didn't know what, what to do. As God leads us and we step out, we can expect that impact. Expecting to receive from him to bring life into situations. It matters because my heart has been touched by his love for others. World changers, history makers, because we do one small thing or we make one move as God directs us. Deuteronomy 28, the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. Mark 16, he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Matthew 5, in the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Glorious opportunity to show him, to show what he is like. So how do we position impact uh, if and I trust this is the case you kind of hmm you've kind of picked up yeah actually that's what I'm here for I'm not here just to observe I'm not here just to be a passenger I'm here for impact how do we position for that I always like us to look into we received something we received this is the word of the Lord and then how do we action? How do we do something about it? The fact that others might underestimate us. We have to see ourselves through God's perspective. He loved me so much that he was prepared to sacrifice his own son for me. If I can catch that, if I can get hold of that more, 
it transforms not how it matters how others see me, but how God sees me. And when we look through the scriptures, take David, for example. He was disregarded by his own father, by his brothers, by Saul, by Goliath. But David knew God could use him to have great impact. And surely he did. So the biggest barrier is the intimidation in our own mind. We underestimate ourselves. And certainly the enemy helps us to do that. Helps us to more say, oh, I couldn't do that. Oh, I don't know how to do this. But that's not what God is saying. In fact, it's not just about underestimating ourselves. More accurately, it's underestimating what God can do through us. He's God. He's called us. He's placed his spirit within us. And of course, that intimidation in our own minds is one of the biggest obstacles. And the enemy offers us a lie. We put our weight behind his lie by choosing to believe it. Let's just think through the scriptures. Moses, what was his thing? Exodus 4, I'm, I'm not good with words. And God uses him to free Israel. Gideon, my clan is the weakest in the tribe. I'm the least in my family. Man, what a low estimation. But God has something different. God had called him for impact. And it wasn't about his estimation. It was what God had called him to do in the same way as God has called us. And God used him to defeat Midian. Saul, I'm the smallest I'm from the smallest tribe and my clan is the least. And God uses him to defeat the Ammonites. And Esther, while I'm out of favour in the palace now, this is, I can't do it. And then God says, hmm, his opinion, I'll use you to save the Jews. Jeremiah, hmm, I'm young, Jeremiah 1, 7. I'll use you, God says, and this is God's opinion, I'll use you to speak to nations. I might say, well, I can't really speak into this situation. I don't know these people, or I'm younger, or I don't have the experience. But we hear God, and we're compelled by his love to help and reach out to the person that we're reaching to. We talk about willing to pay the price, willing to pay the price to act on his name by his power. Let's be honest that the route to impacting can be costly. I think we would use the expression sometimes it involves sticking our neck out. It's a costly Thing. We can't preserve our um, esteem uh, by sticking our neck out. It is costly, but we're investing in eternity. I think it's important that we keep that before us. And 2 Timothy, no one serving as a soldier gets entangled with civilian affairs, but tries to please 
his commanding officer. It's so easy to get distracted and bogged down by other things, but as we hear God, we can have impact rather than just be observers. Matthew 6, don't store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy, where thieves break in the steel, but rather store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Believe that God is with you. The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. This is what God is saying to you. You're mighty because he is with you. No other qualifying condition is necessary. His spirit is with you. I think we've got to come back to, to believing and confessing that. That we're not just simply a person, we're somebody who God has called, chosen, empowered to impact. We expect to make an impact. God means what he says. Expect things to change, to change as we pray and act. I want to suggest something. That you are more than what you think you are. So often the enemy would seek to undermine us. But we are a people called to impact. Not relegated to the sidelines just to observe and comment. You're bigger than what your body gives you credit for. Your footsteps make an almighty thud because he is within you. You're children of the living God. He is in you. Let's pray. Father, we ask that you would take these things from your word and make them real in our lives, in our hearts, and in our actions. Lord, as we receive your word, grant the privilege of using us to impact, using us to make that difference. Whether it's little or whether it's big, Lord, we present ourselves as your servants, empowered by you, for your purpose. Thank you for listening to this podcast by Lifeline Church. We hope this message has been an encouragement to you. We are a relational church with a passion to demonstrate God's love to one another and our surrounding community in real and practical ways. We believe that God has called us to have an impact on our families, our communities and our nation. We'd love to connect further with you, so please do visit our website at lifelinechurch.co.uk, on Facebook, lifeline.church.uk or Twitter at lifelineuk.com.